News Talk 1110, 99.3 WBT, the Pete Callender Show here. And uh, joining me, I think for the first time since I've been here at WBT, is Congressman Madison Cawthorn. Congressman, how are you? It's an honor to be on with the great Pete Callender, brother. <laughs> Doing well. So, um, first off, uh, Rittenhouse, has he accepted your offer for an internship? Uh, you know what? I won't get into the details, <laughs> but I got to speak to him on the phone. He is in high spirits. Uh, you know, it just uh, to have that burden lifted off of him, you know, he was uh, per- perceived innocent until proven guilty, and I thank God he was uh, proved as innocent, and we still have a right to defend ourselves. But no answer yet on if he will take the internship, but you know what? I think that young man deserves a break. So, yeah, well, I mean, an internship in Congress, what, I mean, I'm not sure what it pays, but I'm I'm kind of thinking if he decides to sue... He's going to make a lot more money on that course than he will on the internship track. I believe that is correct. You know, I've got a feeling he might beat my record as the youngest ever. <laughs> That's true. He could. That's true. So, uh, all right, let's talk a little bit about, uh, well, what, Build Back Better? And then I guess we can also talk about inflation, the most expensive Thanksgiving ever, because it's kind of all related. How about this? Do you think that the release of the uh, the oil barrels from the Strategic Reserve, you think that's going to... That's going to help with the oil prices. I will tell you, the Strategic Reserve was a genius idea made by, to put us on a wartime footing whenever we may need it in times of national crisis. Uh, we should not be in a time of national crisis uh, for oil. You know, I'm sitting outside of a gas station right now, and I can tell you prices are nearing $4 a gallon. It's insane. Um, and I, I am just perplexed by the fact that we're having to tap into our Strategic Reserve, which should be reserved for really times of dire a national disaster or any time that we may be facing uh, the potential of a war. Uh, but unfortunately, we're having to do this because we decided, hey, you know what, let's not drill our own oil. Let's not be energy independent. You know, don't we just love having a president who has to go on his knees, you know, feebling with his hands, begging OPEC to give them more oil? And, you know, I, good for the OPEC saying no. Why would they do this when they have such a weak president? They need to look out for their own citizens, just like we do. So I guess it's kind of an admission that Biden sees himself as a natural disaster like that's i'm kidding no that <laughs> but it is kind mean, of it is it, it is kind of like that i mean it's a it's a terrible precedent and i think everybody recognizes right like this is politically motivated of course you know i mean everybody's seen the poll numbers and you don't need to see the poll numbers you just need to see the football stadiums chanting let's go brand or the country music concerts chanting let's go brandon when you've got mechanics and stonemasons and welders and pipe fitters and linemen who are out here just you know feeling the actual effects of the dying room politics seeing the fact that you know you literally have the white house and its, its agents now saying hey you know what if you feel like the price of turkey is too high this year then maybe just don't buy a turkey that's not what we do in this country. We are a country of prosperity. Uh, we are a country who moves forward. But right now, we are just dwindling and spiraling down. So, uh, Congressman uh, Cawthorn, you announced also that you would be running for re-election, but not in uh, uh, the district that everybody kind of assumed you would be running in, uh, that you would actually go over and run in uh, the newly drawn, what, 13th district, right? That, And you said at the time that, uh, the 14th, you have no doubt, you have every confidence that they will send a patriotic fighter to D.C., but knowing the political realities of the 13th district, which does include, by the way, portions of Mecklenburg County here, um, I'm afraid that another establishment, go-along, get-along Republican, will prevail there. So you've taken some heat from uh, Dallas Woodhouse, he, the former Republican Party chairman, and 
wrote of uh, wrote about it at the Carolina Journal, and he says, like, you obviously don't have any faith in the voters of the 13th. So how, how do you respond to that criticism? Oh, you know what, my friend, I, I will tell you that I have every confidence in the voters of the new 13th district, but knowing that it's a brand new district, knowing exactly how hard it is to get a grassroots movement up and running, organized and able to actually uh, to work out an election, you know, it, it's a very difficult track, and it takes a lot of infrastructure, it takes a lot of know-how, it takes a lot of... Uh, uh, of knowledge, and you know the fact that you know the 13th congressional district does not even have a, a district chair because it's a brand new district. Uh, whereas the 14th district is in incredible hands. You know we've been working yeah ever since the days of Mark Meadows, um, making sure we had an incredible grassroots movement there. And I, I will tell you, you know, the, I with redistricting, I had several of my counties, three of them that were stripped away from me, put into this new 13th district, which made it of six counties, and that little sliver of Mecklenburg. And, you know, when I had those counties approach me and say, you know, we would still love to be represented by you, you know, we don't, we don't have the, uh, the, the grassroots machine built down here and, and uh, actually infrastructured out. Uh, you know, I realized that we have an incredible opportunity right now to, to really seize this great chance where, you know, our, our state is growing and changing rapidly. So thank God, you know, we've had so many citizens move here because they see the, the business potential, they see the, uh, the lifestyle potential. People wanted to move here, so we got a new congressional district, which we made up of nearly 700,000 people. And, you know, it would be the honor of my life to get to go fight for them in Washington, D.C., and, you know, knowing what's going on in Washington. I believe we just send another, you know, pleated pants and tasseled loafered Republican who just wants to see their name in the paper every other week. Uh, we're going to lose our country. And so, you know, I think this is a great strategic opportunity to advance the conservative movement and conservative leadership in North Carolina. Uh, and I'm excited to take on the challenge. All right. So are you talking about Tim Moore? Are you talking about the Speaker of the House, Tim Moore? That's what everybody assumes you're talking about him. So I'll just ask you directly. Are you talking about Tim Moore? <laughs> You know what? Everybody has been assuming I'm talking about him. Uh, as far as I know, he is uh, completely intending on running for uh, his speakership again in the North Carolina General Assembly. Uh, you know, I- I'm just talking in general terms, you know, uh, about the political realities that exist. You know, these people kind of have the, uh, the, the establishment on their side, whether it's the leadership in Washington, D.C., who coming to give them air cover or whatever it is, you know. We've tried to create this new conservative movement that, you know, sends its infrastructure to be able to give, you know, just normal Americans a fighting chance to be represented in Washington. So do you have somebody specifically in mind then that you're thinking of that was going to run for this seat or is running for this seat that you're talking about? Because you know, you know what, Pete, I'll tell you, my predecessor really tried to play kingmaker in his district. And while I think it's OK for people to make endorsements and such, you know, yeah. I really believe it's, it's most prudent to wait until you've seen a full debate, see everyone who's on stage and really make a, an assessment for who you think would represent the people the most. So I have absolutely no one picked. I'm not trying to get involved uh, heavily and, you know, say, hey, this is my kingmaker. I'm not even planning on if I know if I'm going to give a single endorsement or if I'll just say, hey, you know what, these six, I believe, are conservative. So any one of them would be great. You know, I really haven't made the decision. Right, because people were like, hey, well, this seems a lot like what Meadows did, which actually opened uh, that race up. Like uh, uh, Linda Bennett, not a great candidate. You, I mean, I'm not telling you anything you don't already know, but she wasn't a great candidate. And uh, you beat her in the in the runoff. And a lot of people that, that what Meadows did left a bad taste in their mouth and and. Uh, I, I probably redounded to somewhat to your benefit in that race. Um, and so a lot of people are looking at, at at this move by you, and they're saying, is this kind of the same thing? So you don't see it like that. Well, you know, I think it's a fair question to raise. But, you know, I think the fact that I'm not trying to push any one candidate or get behind any one person until I've seen the full field pledged out, um, I think that speaks for itself. You know, I'm not trying to play kingmaker. 
Uh, I trust the people of Western North Carolina. I trust the people of the 13th District as well. You know, I, I think we're going to have great conservative representation from North Carolina and our congressional delegation. Um, and uh, finally, uh, you mentioned Thanksgiving. So are you going with a, a tofu turkey this year uh, in order to save the money? Is that the right? Or so, was it a soy My turkey? friend, you know what? <laughs> because of the, our molars, I know God designed us to be omnivores, but I'm a stag. I'm close to the carnivores you can get. I will be eating a turkey. Very excited about it. I wish turkey season lined up more with uh, with Thanksgiving because I'd kill it myself. But you know what? I'm looking forward <laughs> to enjoying Thanksgiving with my family and uh, hopefully be able to bring some food out to a few sheriff deputies who are on duty protecting us. All right. Well, that sounds good. I appreciate the time as always, sir. And uh, happy Thanksgiving to you and the family. Uh, and have you uh, uh, back on. Doors always open for you. Appreciate the uh, uh, the time today. Pete, we'd love to be on any time, brother. Thanks for being in right. the trenches fighting this fight. See All you. right. Take care. That's Madison Cawthorn, congressman from North Carolina.